right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Too many men. Zach Riley here. Tony, Eric, Trish, we're all here. We got baseball back, boys. Yeah. We got baseball this year. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm the only one excited. Because you are. Yeah, I, <laughs> definitely. Just gives me another thing to bet on in the summer. I, I just I sent it to Eric, but I saw uh, Steve Cohen tweet yesterday. And that was that is the official a sweet moment because I hate I usually hate him tweeting, but I have never been so happy to see him post something on Twitter again. When Steve Cohen <laughs> enters the bird app, yeah, lockout is done. Pretty much. Neato. So you, Zach, you found out just before I called you. Yeah, like I literally got the notification as you called me. I had known for about 15 to 20 minutes. Shit. Yeah, I was door dashing. Before that, because I know somebody who works at MLB Network who kind of leaked the shit on his Twitter. Oh, yeah. That it was coming back. Um, And I just, I, I don't know why I didn't call you immediately, but I called you and you were screaming. Oh, yeah, I was in my car going nuts. I haven't heard you scream like that. That was crazy. Going nuts. So excited. Baseball is one of the only things that I look forward to during the year. That's sad. That's so sad because I know how it ends. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know how it ends. the same every year. It's the, and it's back to it. The morale is... The, we're the, <laughs> the morale's at an all-time high. It's an all-time high. The season's got, got Scherzer. We got free agency. I'm very excited, but, you know, it could end horribly. The more you talk... And this is coming from a fan of the same fan base. The more you talk, the more you sound like you're a fan of the Knicks. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's the, the same, same thing. The same strain. I mean, it's just not fun. But it's always good in the beginning. The beginning of the year is always great. And, and then by that's what I look forward to. All right, right all right, gentlemen. When is Zach? When are we going to get that text from Zach saying the season's over? I just saw a report of what the Yankees are willing to pay Carlos Correa. Oh. And what is it? $300 million. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. So, yeah, Zach, let me get in that text that the season's over. I mean, like, no, that for like, me, what, that's, I can't what's say. The, what's, like, the over-under on, like, date? July 1st. Uh, no, when's the All-Star game? July 4th. Or, like, around there, 13th. I say July 4th? No, no, it's no, it's it's, it's usually like, like the thirteenth All Star game, second week of July. I'm pretty sure usually. That's um, that's true. Like it'll be, I don't know, like July twenty second. So I, like I just I just searched season is over through my messages. Oh yeah, got Zach on August eighth. Yep. Of last year, season is over. We will be seven games under by the time we go at the end of August. I'm pretty sure we were. I think we were past that. Um, I don't have one from the year before that. I can almost guarantee you the year before that. Oh, the year before that, I was the shortened season. So, yeah, it was tough to really like call it there. <laughs> then the year before that was the run in August, wasn't it? Yeah. And then we fell short. Which, yeah, Mets. What yeah. else is now? But you got Max Scherzer. Come back. A healthy Jacob DeGrom, God willing. We got Starling Marte. You got interest in what was it, Josh Hader? 
Josh Hader, yep, that would be huge. Uh, Devin what, Chafin's another one you're interested in? Yep. I heard we were off on Chris Bryant and – That is true. Uh, Conforto. Conforto, yeah, is gone as well. This is setting up to be a humongous failure. No, it's not. Humongous. Humongous. I love the quote from Max Scherzer today. I don't know if you guys saw it. Probably not. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. Say I'm it. Gonna, I'm still going to say it. I'm here to help Jake. He should get the ball whenever he wants. He comes before me. That's, oh, that's shit. what he I comes like. before you. That's what I like to hear out of him. Also, that's um, what we need. Tone, you I love the leadership on this team, by the way. Tone, you, are, well, you hear one quote by a guy who just got there, and it's no, on the He's not the guy that I'm talking about. Who else? Where are these leaders? You got the young guys of Alonzo and Dom Smith. What what, what about his leadership? Then you got Lindor. Please explain as to me. Much as what I about hate Peter Alonzo's leadership you love? What? What do you love about his leadership? He's great with the team. Is he? he? Yes, he is. Based off of what? Based off of what, what I've seen. The way he conducts himself in interviews and in everything else. He's just, he's the guy. So what's the, the Mets rotation? What? What's the Mets rotation coming in this year? Uh, that's the, the, that's the, key, the key thing here right now. It's just DeGrom, Scherzer. Uh, Carrasco. Car- uh, Walker. Walker is the three. Carrasco, four. And fifth, I don't think we have I'll a- give you Miguel as the fifth. Yeah, I'll take Miguel. I, so I there think- could be some problems three through five. Yeah, oh yeah. As long as you're winning on one and two, you basically just have to go 500 on three through five. If Walker does what he did last season in the first half, all year hopefully, but even if he does it for half the season, three out of the five is almost a lock every day. We will call it the Dallas Cowboys strategy. Yes. Funniest thing happened today with the Dallas Cowboys because the Seahawks cut Bobby Wagner. And the report was the Cowboys are interested in Bobby Wagner, and they made one phone call, and they were no longer interested in Bobby Wagner. Why? <laughs> what happened? They could not afford him. Oh, yeah. could not. Would he tweet? Either could not or would not pay him. Oh, um, Wagner tweeted. Yeah, that yeah. he found he didn't find out from the team that he was cut, yeah. which yeah. is just such a dirty sure. way to do After someone. Ten years of playing on that team. Come on. Uh, before I move off of baseball, though, Tone, I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, we had a, I had a fire or heard a fire take from Zach before you hopped on the Zoom call. Uh, Zach would rather have Freddie Freeman on the Braves than the Dodgers. Yeah. I understand that. Right. I understand. Right. That. I understand where you're coming from with that. I we don't need a super team. You probably most want him on the Yankees. Yeah, it'd be out because of then you wouldn't have to see him like at all. Yeah, only like a handful only of Snowboy series. That's it. But he's more dangerous, I think, on the Dodgers than he is on Atlanta. But Atlanta's getting what's his name back this year, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But we don't know what he's going like, to, you know, who knows? He can get hurt again with that leg, that ACL. He could. Yeah. yeah. But ACL injuries really aren't common in baseball. It's kind of a freak thing that he tore his ACL to begin with. And again, like he can get that fixed relatively easily. It's not like decades. I, un- I understand it, but it's it's it works two ways. Because if he goes to the Dodgers, you most likely wouldn't have to see him until the NLCS. Yep. You know, in, in a high pressure situation. 
and that's not when you want to see him. At least that's yeah. proved last year. And at least with the Braves, he doesn't have the super team around him where we could still he he can't single handedly beat teams. So I feel like yeah, but he can him. do enough, especially with Acuna back. Well, yes. But if he goes to the Dodgers, everyone in that lineup is a start is a stud. Yeah, but the problem. But if he goes to the Braves, like they're still pretty good with, you know, Dansby Swanson, Freddie Freeman, Acuna, Albies. and you'd have to play Albies, and you have to play him what forty times a year, give or yeah. take. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. So it's either super team that you don't have to play a lot, or worst team that you have to play all the damn time, yeah. especially in September. I see. Again, if he signs with the Yankees, like that's probably your best situation. That's your win-win. Although as the hours drag on, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's between the Dodgers and the Braves. Um, but yeah, I I see where I see if you were to choose either one, I see would I would see why. Because I mean, listen, he could just go to the Braves, and they look like the Braves have before last season, like every year. Yeah. Where they're good, not great. Start off hot, slow down a little bit midway through the year, and somehow make the playoffs. Yeah, but how do we look at the Braves now that they're world champions? Same way. It's just same like way. the Nationals won. I mean, they're the same. It's the same thing. They went on a great streak. They had a great team, and even with the injury of Acuna, I'm surprised they made it. That well, far. I mean, there is there is a difference with the Nationals in my mind, like a big difference. You know, they had just lost Bryce Harper. They were. I think everybody in the league had them on the downturn. Oh, 100%. And they just came out and won it. I wouldn't say the Bro, Braves so, have been on the downturn the last couple of years. They've been kind of even keel. It, yeah. it, maybe a little bit of an upswing because you have Acuna getting better and you have Freddie Freeman getting better, especially in the playoffs. I don't know. If, as a Met fan, I would not know. It's a tough situation. Yeah. Again, you'd rather have him on the Yankees if you have to see him at all. It's in the World Series. Yeah. But I don't know. Just hope it's not the Dodgers. So you say that fully expecting to have to go through the Dodgers to do anything. Yeah. Well, we usually do. I mean, even in 2015, most times we see uh, anybody in the NLCS, it's probably going to be the Dodgers. Dodgers weren't the NLCS, though. Well, though, that was the NLDS that year. Was the DS. Either way, somehow we're going to face them. You know, with the expanded playoff now. You, you... It is. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. It, it could. Because now there's no reseeding after the first round. It, and if, they... it's, if it's Dodgers Mets 1-2, you won't have to see him at, at least till the NLCS. Well, no chance of seeing him in the DS. Don't they have this thing where team the higher seed gets to choose who they play or something? They didn't do that. Thank God. No, one is playing three versus six. Two is playing five versus four. Okay. No reseeding. All right. Good. Which I am not in favor of. I think I think you I should have you should reseeding. It should be all based on how they played in the seeds. That's just how it should be. That's tough. It's all right. I'm still pumped for the season. So. Okay, we'll see how you're feeling in July. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> when you're rolling, 37 year old Max Scherzer out there, and he's not. We're, he's not the guy that's going to be going seven, eight innings though. And then I, and I know that. 
We don't need as long as he can get six innings scoreless, I'll be happy. He's gonna be going seven, eight innings. Ah. Just because Jacob deGrom is going seven, eight innings doesn't mean Max Scherzer won't be. I'm not saying that you that guys need a closing pitcher. Well, let's see how Diaz had a decent year last year. Yeah. He had some iffy moments, but he wasn't thinking. He has iffy moments all the time. That's yeah. This is the last year, though, I'm pretty sure, in his contract. Right now, who's your starting second baseman? Is it Robinson Cano? No, I think it would be McNeil. Because I don't think it I don't think this regime's gonna put Cano out there starting every day just the money. Third's probably gonna be they I saw today they're they're not shopping for McNeil, Davis, or Dom. So I'm pretty sure it'll probably be JD at third, uh, McNeil at second, Lindor at short, Alonzo could be the DH, but or Dom could probably be the DH as well. Man, you guys could really use Javier Baez. Yeah, I don't know. It's upsetting. But or Chris Bryant. I would love Chris Bryant. Why are they out on Chris Bryant? I think he might just want a lot of money. I'm not sure. But that like came out of nowhere because everybody assumed the Mets would at least be a player. Mm. And then basically, you know, almost right after free agency opens, is they're not in on Bryant. It, I mean, it leads me to believe. Have- I think he's going to go back to San Francisco. I could see it. I think that's the best spot for him. Yeah. And I, I think with the Mets, too, like they have some like they have Britt Batty that could be coming up in the next two to three years. So I, I feel like they're not trying to lock somebody in for the next five years at third base. How long do you have Scherzer? Three years? Two years. Two years. Yeah. Two. Because he's up there, man. I mean, so is DeGrom, though. We're still talking about all this stuff with the. He's still the best pitcher in baseball. So no, I understand, but Degrom is still in his early thirties. Yeah, I think he's thirty-three. He's thirty-three. Yeah, he's getting up there too. Yeah, he doesn't have long. Is, this window is really it's small. Like, <laughs> this... Three years tops, tops. We need a championship in that time. You think you can win this... seven game series over the Dodgers right now? Right this second, I think right we now. need another pitcher. I, I think we know. And that could be a deadline move. doesn't have to be in the offseason right now. Yeah, no. But I, I think we're a, a starter away from being that team, yes. I think it's possible. Uh, as you Especially sit right now, seven-game series Kershaw. against the Astros. Wait, what? Seven-game series against the Astros. Think you want it? That's where it might get tough. I think we have the pitching rotation to beat the Astros. But maybe not the lineup. The power and the bats in the lineup. Even Are there any other teams you'd be worried about? Seven games. That's tough. Atlanta. Yeah, I'd say Atlanta. If Freeman's back there, even without Freeman, probably still pretty uh, like deep, like an even matchup. But I don't think so. Other than that, though. But your main worry in the NL is the Dodgers. Yeah, I hope you guys make the playoffs and like you get knocked by the Brewers or something. No, I don't think so. The Reds. <laughs> oh, that'd be terrible. Also, I would like to. I would really hope for a replacement for Conforto, Nick Castellanos. I talked to Eric about that last year, and I still think that's gonna happen. Still think that's gonna happen, huh? Yes, I do. I'm surprised more moves haven't been made. I feel like it's because everybody's getting all adjusted to like, you know, they abruptly started the season again. They got to fly down to Florida, you know, get all set up. I feel like everybody's starting to 
start talking to the agents again. It's going to take a few days. I mean, I feel like, listen, I know there was a lockout, but I really feel like these agents and these teams were talking throughout the course of the lockout, at least uh, not like every day, obviously, but at least, you know, a little bit, just touching base here and there, seeing, making sure offers still on the table, this, that, and the other thing. Mm. And they had all this negotiation before the lockout hit, you know, Players had it narrowed down to anywhere between three and five teams when free agency opened two days ago. And the I mandatory was... report date is what? The 13th? Yeah, I think it's the 13th. Think so, yeah. Games start on the 14th, pretty sure. And, you know, it's not like the NFL preseason or anything where, you know, players will delay their signing because they don't want to go through camp or anything like that. They want to go through training. They want to go through spring training to, you know, get ramped up for the season. So you think they'd want to size sooner rather than later? I thought today would have been the day. I would love really it. Really started to get going. I, I thought it was going to be almost instant. I thought people were going to want to get moving right away. I thought as soon as six o'clock last night hit that we were going to start hearing some movement on deals. But I would like, love. I it keep if... refreshing, and I mean, yeah, there were some smaller moves today, but like nothing huge. You know what I want to see though? A lot of big like names a, out there. Free agency deadline. I, I feel like you might have to for this situation. Mm-hmm. Because you can't let it drag on until halfway through this month, and then then you get signed, and then you have to go to training camp for only what, like two, three weeks? I don't think like two weeks probably. It might be tough. The Mets have had trade talks with the Reds about starting pitcher Tyler Mall. Tyler Maley. Yeah. Maley is and that his name? Yeah, I would not have thought Maley out of that. Yeah, no. And then I, I also, I would love Hater. Hater would be. A dream in the eighth, eighth inning. Even I don't after- understand why the Brewers would trade Hater. Hater's been had his name swirling in trade talks for like the better part of the last year and a half. I don't get it. Hey, Tone, we're both wrong. I feel like they need a. I feel like they need more starting pitching. Tone, we're both wrong. It's Molly. Molly. Yeah, it's also his middle name is Furman. How do you get Molly out of that? Like it you- shouldn't. It shouldn't be. Like grammatically, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I listen. I'm sure once one goes, a ton will go. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, like the quarterback thing in the NFL. Yeah, it's just whenever it took that a while happened. for Aaron Rodgers, and then everything went. Yeah, I think Freeman is the first domino to fall. Yeah, I could see that because everybody's. I feel like everybody was in on him. Since six o'clock last night, trying to get him, he was the biggest guy at least. Yeah, because then your teams that were in on Freeman, if they don't get him, your attention turns to Rizzo or making a trade for Matt Olson out in Oakland, stuff like that. You know, it, it turns and then Correa signs, and then you got teams adjusting to Correa, going out and get Trevor Story or whatever, and then going from there. I saw also the Mets were interested in Luke Weaver from the Diamondbacks, and also Tommy Lastella, or not Tommy Lastella. Uh, Steve Cohen's gonna put together together such yeah, a fucking such a high payroll that when they lose, they're gonna have to make a thirty for thirty about it about how it failed. Yeah, like it's gonna be crazy. It's not gonna be good, but it won't happen because we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a championship. <laughs> you bet them? Uh, I will. I mean, now that the season's starting, I actually have twenty bucks right now. I will do it. Watch me. What? I will. Wind them up and watch them go. Last year, I can't do it in a casino because last year I bought the ticket and then sometime in Florida, 
that with Lauren was going through my wallet. You lost, lost it. Lost it. Lost yeah. It. Oh, by that I mean, at yeah. that point, it was May. What do you mean? By that point, we knew. No, we, no. we knew they weren't going to win anything. Well, that's not true. You're gonna miss. You're gonna make the playoffs. It looked like in May. It was May. Anything could have happened. Not for the Mets. Never does. This is the 60th anniversary of the Mets. Yeah. That's just 58 years of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want me to tell you? I mean, I just lived through it. I don't know. Just gotta keep moving. You just you 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 vibe. Yeah, just keep rolling with it. You know. Should I bet them to make the playoffs or just win the whole thing? Make the playoffs, they're like, they're like minus 210, minus 180. 285. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. I'm going to bet them to miss. Leave I have to. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wait a couple games. Yeah, I'm going to wait and hope the odds, hope the Mets start the season with their normal Mets bump at the beginning of the year and then bet them to miss the playoffs. You know how it is, Zach. I, I do. <laughs> I'm good. I'm gonna bet on them to win the whole thing plus a thousand. Ten to one. Ten to one. Twenty bucks. Was that like the fifth best, sixth best odds in the league? It is fourth. Fourth. Wow. Yeah. Highest we've been in a very long time. Who's ahead well, of them? I can remember. Can I well, guess who's ahead of them? Yeah, sure. Yankees. Yep. Astros. Yep. Dodgers. Yep. Not in that order. No, it's Dodgers first, Yankees second, and tied with the Astros. And the Yankees are only second because of just the sheer volume of people that bet them. Pretty much, yeah. Tied with the Astros, huh? Yeah, plus 900. Uh, where Correa goes is going to... Sway, yeah, I feel it'll jump a team up. Because I, I, from what I've heard, Correa, it's the Yankees or he'll be returning to the Astros on a deal with an opt-out after this season. So he can chase a bag again. And they would pay him through the nose for this year. Trying to think who the best long shot is here. I'd honestly say Giants. uh, 2,200. Milwaukee. Milwaukee is plus 1,500. St. Louis. Yeah. The Arizona Diamondbacks. What do they have? Oh, they're plus two thousand or twenty thousand. They're probably not even the worst. Probably third they're worst. They're yeah, they're third worst. They're behind tied. behind what? Baltimore yeah. and Pittsburgh. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Orioles are twenty five thousand. Same with the Pirates. See, I know the top three and the and the bottom three. Oh. <laughs> I know that pretty well. All right, so even when Major League Baseball is breaking all this news, the NFL wasn't going to let him have the day because there was a fairly big trade in the AFC West that day. Khalil Mack traded from the Chicago Bears to the Los Angeles Chargers for, what, a second and a sixth? Pennies on the dollar considering what the Bears traded to get him? If I'm Derek Carr, I am shitting bricks. Just leave! I've heard Indy is potentially shifting their focus to Carr. Uh, another report came out that Indy was big into Matt Stafford last offseason. Matt Stafford wanted to go there, but when it came down to it, Matt's, uh, the Colts did not have the capital to give up for him. Happens. I guess it does. But, I mean, the Chargers see the moves being made and decided to bolster their defense. 
And I still have some concerns with their offensive line. Took a step in the right direction drafting uh, Rashawn Slater and all that. And what was it? They got uh, Corey Lindsley last offseason. Yes. But, yeah, I think you need just one more piece of the offensive line, and um, you hope for another step in development from Justin Herbert, and you hope their head coach can actually coach. Is that Brandon Staley? Is that who that is? Yes. Um, Not go for it constantly on fourth down. Yeah. In the strangest – and then kick field goals in the strangest scenarios. (laughs) And, you know, not call timeouts in overtime. Because, I mean, and not lose to the Houston Texans. Like, that's what you got to hope. Yeah, not losing to the Texans is uh, important. I mean, the AFC West is just shaping up to be a slugfest. I mean, the NFC West is too, because the Seahawks, as we said earlier, they released Bobby Wagner, and all the teams interested are all the NFC West teams. It's the Cardinals, the Rams, and um, the Niners. Yeah, I think Arizona. What? I think Arizona's the fit there. I think they'd be the best fit. I just, I just don't, I just, I can't, I can't see anybody take it as like a serious landing spot, you know, just because of the, what, like two weeks into the off season, there's already turmoil surrounding Kyler Murray and whether or not he actually wanted to be there. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury who can't coach at all. And you have way more attractable, attractive defenses in San Francisco. You know, you play alongside Nick Bosa in San Francisco. Yeah. You play alongside Nick Bosa and San Fran, or you go to the Rams and you play with Aaron Donald. Like, come on. J.J. Watt doesn't have the same pull he used to. Doesn't have the same luster. It's it's, it's not the same. Well, they were all shots when J.J. Watt went to Arizona last year. Yeah, I mean, he was the first one. The maiden voyage to the desert, to the retirement home. That is that big toaster in Glendale. And Bobby Wagner's getting up there. He is getting up there. That's why I thought the Raiders would be a good spot for him. And I can see the Raiders overpaying simply because everybody else in the division is making moves, so they're going to need to make a move and just overpay Bobby Wagner. Like, hey, here's 14 mil a year. <laughs> Two years, 28 mil. Complete. I'm surprised he hasn't signed yet. Yeah, because he's allowed to. Because he was a release. It's all shaping up to be a really good free agency. <laughs> Zach, get your baseball jollies while you got it, because the NFL is going to re-dominate the fucking news cycle over the next couple it, weeks. It won't, it won't dominate my life. It's fine. You are on this podcast. Just a reminder. Well, that's okay. We got a few weeks till opening day. It's not, I'm not worried. I like how you say that's okay. Like being on this podcast is a bad thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> For me being a Mets fan, it is. A three-game losing streak in April, and Zach is going to lose his streak. What? No. <laughs> yeah, you will. I can guarantee you. I, I'm going to tell you right now how it goes. You're going to have Jacob DeGrom on opening day. He's going to pitch a gem. They're going to win like 2 nothing. Scherzer the next day. He's going to pitch okay. and going to win like 7-3. And then your three, four, and five pitchers going to lose the next three games, and you're just going to hit the panic button because you have no depth in the starting pitching. You're going to get shelled those games. We don't know what that pitching rotation is going to look like come opening day. I don't care. (laughs) All right. 
And if then we DeGrom's going to get hurt. Back and pitchers will be fine. If he gets hurt again, that's it. It's over. <laughs> it's over. And then, you're, and then you're rolling Max Scherzer out there, hoping he'll go eight. <laughs> And, and then, then comes Edwin Diaz to blow the save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete Alonso strikes out no less than 5,000 times. He does strike out a lot. He does strike out a lot. He chases things for no damn reason. Francisco Lindor's complaining, yelling at the fans. That's, yeah. Well, that's another reason why I'm okay with Baez being gone is because them two together started all that shit. Yeah, that was <laughs> funny. Uh, Watson's clear, guys. Yeah. Yeah, and there's growing talk around the National Football League that he's going to sign uh, going to get traded to the yeah, Seattle Seahawks. Oof. Which puts the Seahawks right back out there. Yep. The Seahawks with Deshaun Watson, I mean it'd be fine. Do you see the recent tweet from uh, incarcerated Bob? Bucks. Bucks, Panthers, Seahawks, management and ownership have all agreed they'll pursue Watson. Expect players and picks packages to be offered soon. Yeah. Eagles only have interest if ownership will sign off. (laughs) Thank God for, what is it, Howie Rose? Is is he he the owner? Howie Roseman? No, Jeffrey Lurie. Jeffrey Lurie? Thank God for him. Thank God for the Eagles. It's there to mess up. Um, Yeah, so the team's name, I mean, Carolina, they can try all they want. Deshaun Watson, it's pretty much clear that he will not waive his no trade clause to go to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, not while, you know, Matt rules the head coach at the very least. Uh, and then it gets interesting between Tampa and Seattle. I think Seattle's the move because I'm going to be completely honest. I don't think Deshaun Watson wants to be coached by Bruce Arians. I think a lot of opinions of Bruce Arians turned after this Tom Brady stuff leaked. Granted, it was, Highly refuted by Arians himself, but of course he, you know, that shit doesn't just come out of thin air. Pete Carroll seems like a really more easygoing guy than Bruce Arians. I think it's going to be Seattle and the return. It might not be the best because Seattle might know they have the upper hand and, you know, Houston might be handcuffed by Deshaun Watson. You could just flip all those picks you got from Denver. Yeah. Maybe throw in Jamal Adams. Throw in Jamal Adams, and all of a sudden, the trade for Jamal Adams looks completely worth it. And then Deshaun Watt, and then Kyler Murray's back to being the worst quarterback in the division. Uh, third, third, uh, second worst, because who knows what the Niners are doing. Depends. He's one decent Trey Lance run away from me proclaiming Kyler Murray is the worst. Worst quarterback in that division. The worst best quarterback. Or the best worst quarterback. This is going to be a weird week. It's just going to be baseball and football throwing haymakers at each other. For next week? Yeah. It's also the start of March Madness. It is. Did you guys but, see AB at the, uh, the Hawks game? No, what happened? Uh, he was wearing he's wearing a shirt that says free agent on it. Who is this? A B. Tony Brown. <laughs> he's free agent. That shirt is not a lie. He'll get in picked the, up. In I have the, no uh, doubt in my mind he'll get picked up. In the every podcast we say this episode, the Knicks lost. I 
feel like, yeah, that's every episode we're saying. Yeah, but they were losing. Or the, like, they didn't have the lead over Memphis. The game was close, but. They lost by four to Memphis. Yeah, that game was like we, a five-point game at the half. Uh, well, they were leading by at least nine points entering the fourth quarter. Oh. That I <laughs> oh. didn't know. Guess what? <laughs> well, then. Yeah. How's Nick's stats? It's probably a good thing John's in Italy because he can't watch that stuff. Yeah, yeah, but he wakes up disappointed to it. Waking up disappointment is disappointed is different than just watching it unfold and knowing the outcome. It's true. Like you know how it's gonna end. Just watching it happen. Knowing you can do nothing to stop it. Yeah. It's like watching a Giants game and the first quarter ends like inevitably like zero zero or three nothing. You go, wow, that was a good first quarter, and then they lose Great by thirty. <laughs> Great start. They didn't let them score a touchdown. Yeah, score. Yeah. Hey, good, good red zone stand because there always is the first quarter from the Giants. Yeah, and then 30, that's it. 30 points. Yeah. Hang a quick 30 on him after a Mike Glennon interception. Mike so, Glennon made an appearance at the NC State game the other did day. Did he really? Yeah. That bum. So before before we uh we go, Tony's wanted to talk about the Philadelphia Flyers a little bit. Yeah, I mean they're garbage. I like they're in an awful spot, and they traded for Rasmus Ristolainen in the offseason, who everybody I think agreed was a terrible defenseman. The only thing about him that was somewhat attractive was the fact he was a right-handed shot defenseman, which doesn't grow on trees. Which is why the Devils are clinging to Damon Severson for dear life. Rasmus Ristolainen just got an extension, five years, five point one a year, twenty-five million dollars. That made everybody step back and go, "What the hell are they doing?" They have Ryan it's Ellis who can't time. stay healthy, and now Rasmus just aligned and signed through 2027. Both of them are. Both of them are. At a combined cap hit of like $11 million. Yeah, I, that, I think I tweeted at, that at you. Like, it's Awful. 11 million combined. Awful. Awful. I got a friend who's a Flyers fan. He has no idea what they're doing. I mean, Rasmus just aligned, according to Jay Fresh Hockey, has a war of 1. 1%. <laughs> One percent, the bottom tier of defensemen in the National Hockey League. It also basically makes the claim that he was offered six million a year just wrong. That didn't happen. That did not. There's no way he took less money. I was gonna say, but I, I mean, what did Philly give up in the trade for? Did they give up a first? They gave up Robert Haig. The thirteenth overall pick in last year's draft, and I think another second. I want to say the thirteenth overall pick in last year's draft for Rasmus Ristolainen and a and a uh, and Hague and uh, some. They uh, gave up a package for Rasmus Ristolainen. Uh, a twenty twenty three second, the thirteenth overall pick in twenty twenty one, and Robert Hague. The problem with Ristolainen when he was in Buffalo is everybody looked and went, "Yeah, he's bad," but that's only because he's in Buffalo, and now he's in Philly, and he's bad there too. Sorry, the 14th overall pick, not 13th. Still, that's still yeah. not great. You're giving a top 15 pick for a guy who can, can barely skate correctly. He brings no value to the team whatsoever. He takes dumb penalties. He is constantly out of position. And now he'll be in Philly for another five years as they thrust themselves fully into a rebuild because I hear Provorov could be available. Konechny could be available. Giroux is as good as gone because he's got one foot out the door as it is. 
Carter Hart has had a step back over the past two seasons. I don't, I don't know the next step. Logically, it would be just to clear space, tank the next couple seasons, but you just invested so much in Ryan Ellis. You invested this much in Rasmus Ristolainen. These aren't moves you do just to get to the cap floor. Moves like that, I mean, you trade for Andrew Ladd. That's what you do to get to the cap floor. You do not sign two players to a combined $11 million for, on your blue line. That's not how that works usually. The only one that doesn't seem to realize the Flyers need a full-on rebuild is their general manager, Chuck Fletcher. It's Chuck Fletcher. Yeah, he says, he said this is not a rebuild. It's just a retooling. It, retooling? I mean, Travis Konechny is what, 23, mm-hmm. 24 years old? Mm-hmm. A very highly touted player having a down year, it seems, like every other player on the Philadelphia Flyers. And, I mean, it, we're not even talking about why that might be Mike Yao's fault. He's a terrible head coach. I hate him. He is an awful head coach. Well, when, as a Devils fan, you love him. Yeah, as a Devils fan, I love him. But when Elaine Vigno was there and they brought in Mike Yao and it was – he's going to wait. He'll be here as, as what assistant coach or, like, a consultant or something. Basically brought in just to put the pressure on Vigno, and then he gets fired and they take over. Didn't Mike Yao get the same job in St. Louis to take yeah. over for Ken Hitchcock? Yeah. <laughs> he got canned and replaced by former flyer coach Craig Berube. And he won a Stanley Cup. Won I mean, is that what they're trying to do? Just waiting to fire him and bring in the next guy and he'll win the Stanley Cup? So Ryan Ellis could be 37-38 when the contract expires. <laughs> and he can't stay healthy. He hasn't played since November 14th. Uh, Couturier is going to be 36, 37 when his contract expires. He signed long-term. At 7.75 until 2030. <laughs> They're in an awful spot. And then, of course, Ristolainen, 5.1 until 2027. Kevin Hayes, 7.142 until 26. Or until, yeah, until 26. I forgot they had Hayes. They got JVR too, don't they? JVR at 7 mil next year. Like, they had the young core. It was Provorov, Konechny, Carter Hart, Cam York, that defenseman they have. Yeah, he's good, though. Yeah, he's good. He's good. And then it was, we're going to add pieces to this young core, and that's why you lock up Couturier. That's why you lock up, or you bring in Kevin Hayes. You bring in James Van Riemsdyk, and every and the young core can grow with this complement of good veteran players. And you were hoping to at least be in a spot where you compete for a Stanley Cup before you had to address the issue of a Claude Giroux contract extension. And that for, just didn't happen. Trade for Cam Atkinson. I forgot they had him. On paper, they should be better. Cam Atkinson's doing well this year, though, I think. They're a team that really seems let down by their defense and goaltending. Atkinson's got 43 points in 57 games. Yeah, I... They're at a crossroads, and they're not going to go full rebuild, not while they have several of these players locked up through the better part of the late 2020s. There's, they're going to try every year. They're gonna, you're going to see a slew of players come in on one-year contracts hoping to make a push with Philly, and it's not going to be able to happen. More Keith Yandles. Like, I'm trying to think of players, like, Hell, if Pavelski didn't just re-sign today 
with the Dallas Stars signing a one-year contract extension, that's the type of player they bring in on a one-year deal. P.K. Subban. Yeah, at a, at a heavily discounted rate, yeah. That's what they're going to do, and they're only going to win 30 games and miss the playoffs by, like, 13 to 20 points. And they're going to be wondering, well, where did it go wrong? This is where it, it went wrong about a couple months ago. It really, who's their backup goaltender? Is it Martin Jones? It is Martin Jones. Yeah, no. When Carter Hart showed signs of progress of a of a regression, of a potential regression after last season, they traded in Brian Elliott for Martin Jones. A guy who had his fair share of struggles to say the least in San Jose. It's not a good situation. Martin Jones stat line this year. Uh, 21 games, he's got a 349 goals against and mm. 97 save percentage. Mm. What's Carter Hart? Carter Hart is at a 294 goals against and a 912 save percentage. So his save percentage is actually higher than I thought it would be. But you have two goalies sporting almost, in Carter Hart's case, almost a three. And in was- Martin Jones's case, well over a three. Last year was bad for Carter Hart. Yeah, so he's better this year, but he's still not. I mean, that two before last season, I I thought Carter Hart was going to be the guy. He was my dark horse pick to win the Vesna. I thought he was going to take that step forward, and the last two seasons he's just regressed. It seems to be the trend with young goalies lately, especially in Philadelphia. Well, take take all these teams that were high on their young goalies coming to the last couple of seasons. Carter Hart there. Mackenzie Blackwood in New Jersey, Ilya Samsonov in Washington. The only two that haven't regressed in the East, at least, are Igor Shosturkin, but granted, he's on the older side compared to these guys, and Jeremy Swayman, who hasn't really played enough games to have that regression yet, but he's off to a, a fantastic start to his career in Boston. And Jari's doing well. Jari's doing well. Even, even Spencer Knight has taken a step back spending his most time this season in the AHL. Granted, a lot of that is the resurgence of Sergei Bobrovsky down there in Florida. But you're telling me Spencer Knight can't be a serviceable backup, maybe maybe get a 50-50 split with Bobrovsky in that? I mean, Florida's now in a position with that, with Knight, that you could look to trade him for pieces if you are serious about making a cup run this year which everything I've heard says that Florida is 100% invested in this season. As they should be. And that means training young players like Owen Tippett, like Spencer Knight, and going for the Stanley Cup this year. Ludovar is a free agent. You can trade him. It's just further proving the case that when it comes to a young goalie, it is better to wait. Nine times out of ten, it is better to wait or go and snag your guy when he's 26-27 hitting free agency. Bennington has regressed, yes, but look what St. Louis got. St. Louis waited for their guy to come around. Bennington was, what, 25? Getting that stint, that shot in St. Louis and won the cup. They have another situation this year of Billy Huso. Billy Huso, this is his second NHL season. And Bennington got paid. Bennington did get paid. 
Billy Husso was 27 years old in his second National Hockey League season, sporting a top five save percentage, a top five goals against average. And Billy Husso is about to get paid. Yeah. Look at Thatcher Demko in Vancouver. Highly criticized early in his career, basically up until that playoff series with Vancouver. Highly, highly criticized. Then he it's goes coming, down. You got to wait for goalies to come around. And then he almost beats Vegas on his own. He almost beats Vegas on his own. I mean, that's what it is. You just got to wait out these, these goalies. A prime example up in Calgary. There's too many examples. Jacob Markstrom bounced around Florida, Vancouver, before he finally caught his stride near the end of his contract with the Canucks. In his late 20s, I believe. I believe he's 30 now. Jacob Markstrom. The crazy story right now is Jack Campbell. Campbell's another one. He's regressing hard in the last couple of weeks, though, but yeah. they haven't been the same since – Toronto's been the same since they lost Jake Muzzin. Campbell's been a bust for eight years before he but got There's so many – I mean, Semyon Varlamov bouncing around Colorado and Washington. Robin Leonard, Buffalo, New York. Ottawa. Ottawa. Ben Bishop early in his career bounced around, couldn't find a home. They just got to get going. It takes so long with goalies. Well, think about think about Cam Talbot too. Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot was a backup goalie in New York. Showed a lot of promise. Edmonton was where he went next. Heavily invested by Edmonton. Heavily invested by Edmonton. Downturn in his career. Went to Calgary. Little bit of resurgence there. Total to, career resurgence in Minnesota. Went to Philly too. He was oh right he was in Philly. Yeah, he was traded for a who was that? Stolars, I think. But, I mean, the, the, it all seems to be the same. These goalies have a hot start early in their career, getting around 30 games to start, and then they go somewhere else, or they get the full-time gig there, can't hack it, bounce around, and you pick it up again when you're 26, 27, when you're a fully developed goalie. So what the moral of our story is patience and Carter Hart. Yeah, wait them out. You can't do it because man, you're so far into his contract that you can't let him figure out his game in the AHL. Well, the other you can't do that now. He's 23. Yeah. But, I mean, we've seen goalies usually don't hit their stride till 25, 26. And Carter Hart is going to be a free agent in 2024. He's going to be an RFA. Restricted. And he'll Restricted. get a, a, a very low contract. And he is he'll be probably 20- get a two-year deal. And I guarantee you in that a two or three year deal and in that last season, no matter if it's the second or third year, he's going to have a crazy stat line. He's going to be a free agent when he turns 25 in RFA. How old is Matt Murray? Four. How old is Matt Murray? Let me see what Ottawa's doing on cap friendly. Matt Murray's a weird story. Yeah, Matt Murray's basically the opposite. A Matt lot Murray, of success when he was younger. Matt Murray's making six point two five until he's until twenty. How old is he? Twenty seven. He could catch that stride again when he's thirty. Matt Murray's got a three hundred five. He's got three hundred five goals against and a nine hundred six save percentage. If I'm teams, I am keeping a goalie buried in the American Hockey League, in the CHL for as long as I can where they're making a minimum salary, not counting toward the entry-level contract now with the entry-level slide rule in the AHL, 
I'm waiting it out as long as humanly possible to like get a Vili Huso type of situation where you get two years out of him and maybe have the chance to resign him, but you get an elite goaltender for those two years you had him. Work, work, draft a goalie for when he's 27, 26, 28, 29, late 20s. Don't draft him for when he's 21, 22, 23. You're not going to find success that way. Not, no, there's very little Matt Murray's that are going to come in and win the Stanley Cup in their first two seasons. It's not going to happen. More goalies fit the Cam Talbot mold, the Jacob Markstrom mold. And right now it looks like Mackenzie Blackwood, Ilya Samsonov, and Carter Hart could all be, and Spencer Knight could all be fitting into that mold. But that's going to wrap up this episode. Little rant to end it. With my little goalie rant. And, and our flyer rant. Because this league doesn't know how to develop goaltenders. So we got Selection Sunday on Sunday. We'll come back on Tuesday uh, with our brackets, predictions for March Madness, uh, who we have winning it all. Hopefully there'll be some more NFL free agency news because the legal tampering period opens up Sunday as well. Um, I expect Freddie Freeman to be on a roster by then. Same with Carlos Correa. Same with all these big-name free agents. So we'll touch on that as well. Uh, We will see you on Tuesday for an episode of Too Many Matters.